to another episode of the close-up podcast on the orlando magic hq network um i'm your host steven cameron and i'm really excited about today's episode we have dante marcatelli joining us um he's awesome he's he's been on the show a few times already at least on my old network um so have a bit of a relationship with him which is fun he's a great guy big orlando magic fan obviously and a broadcaster for the team so um, it'll be really cool to chat with him here shortly. Before we get to that conversation with Dante, let's just go ahead and tap into some things, right? I want to remind you all of the Orlando Magic HQ subscription program that we have on Instagram. Um, it's $5 a month to join us, just a simple way for you to financially commit to us. That money comes back to us. We really use it to go back into you guys, um, you know, to be able to create more content, to be able to give more giveaways um, and, and grow this platform that we are all on. Um, $5 a month gets you into our group chat, gets you into, um, the ability to have 20% off select, uh, magic home games. Um, we do, uh, video Q and A's. Um, we do custom graphics that we share out with you all and, uh, exclusive like posts and stories and reels and stuff like that. So it's, it's super fun. Um, again, just five bucks a month really helps us out and, and hopefully gives you guys some cool benefits, uh, particularly at 20% off, uh, select magic home games. It's, it's pretty dope. Um, so that's, that's one thing I want to remind you of. We have a really good giveaway that's going on right now for that program. Anyone that joins this month at the end of the month, we're doing a huge giveaway. Um, we have five Orlando magic HQ hats that will be distributed to five participants. And then we have, um, an Orlando magic city edition starters jacket, which is, is really sick. Um, you know, over $150 value there that we will order in your size and ship it directly to your house for you to, to rock, um, on magic game days and stuff like that. So, um, really cool opportunity there. So check it out. Give it a try. If you like it, stick around. If not, you can always cancel your subscription, but, but please check us out. Um, the other thing is this show is brought to you by bet online. All major sport events are in action this week with college football playoffs ready to kick off. Bet online is your number one destination for all your sports wagering information, including news for pro football, the NBA, upcoming fights, and NHL this season. Um, you know, if you want to play some bets, you just go there, find out some information. You can get uh, the latest news and, and rumblings. Um, you know, learn learn what the over unders are. Learn what what all sorts of different aspects of betting. However you want to bet, you can go there and get that information. Um, head to the website today to get into the action and see all the updated odds for the week. Remember to use promo code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V, BLEAV, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. And right before we get into this conversation with Dante Marcatelli, I want to remind you all that this podcast is brought to you by Believe Podcast Network. Obviously, that was the promo code uh, in the ad read that we just did with Bet Online. Um, Believe is an awesome podcast network. They they sponsor us, support us in a big way. Uh, we want to support them back. So check them out. They have tons of good content on their show. So um, yeah, all right. That's kind of it. The Magic are kind of uh, 
they're they're in an interesting spot. We are technically sixteen and nine on this Monday, December eighteenth morning. We are fourth in the standings. Um, we just lost over the weekend on Friday and Sunday against the number one team in the East, uh, the Boston Celtics. They are five and twenty. Um, they handed us two more losses, so that's why we're up to nine. We're still doing really great. You know, we are a um, 640 team uh you know that uh, above 500 so like that, that's really good we we were um you know we're above 20 games now last year we were 5 and 20 um this year we're 16 and 9 so we're we're doing pretty damn well in my opinion uh it's it's been a fun season paulo kind of went off this weekend he had 36 points last night uh versus the boston celtics he was kind of one of the few that was really bringing it um gary harris Franz Wagner, they couldn't hit shots for the life of them last night, which was really odd. Um, both of them just had a really bad weekend. Um, they didn't play well at all versus this uh, versus the Celtics. Oh, we'll get into that a bit with Dante for sure. Uh, but the Magic are doing good. They have a hard um, they have a hard uh, schedule coming up. Um, you know, they have the Heat on Wednesday, the Bucks on Thursday, uh, and then the Pacers to round out the week. So. Um, all right, so that's about it for now. We'll get more into this with Dante. Um, st stoked for this conversation. Let's go. All right, everyone, like I said in the intro, we got Dante Marcatelli joining us today. Dante, welcome. Good morning, good afternoon. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Stephen. Always great to catch up with you. I appreciate the flexibility as I am. Uh, I feel like I'm pretty technologically uh, inclined, but uh, sometimes it takes me a a while to figure out the new technology so i appreciate you bearing with me and it's great to be here with you how's things going you on both, man they don't they don't make this stuff easy on us all right so i i get it it's all it's always ever evolving with with yeah. the hoops we got to jump through it's and supposed to help it's a, this technology is supposed to help us and it, it makes it harder but i but i got it i got it now so we're, we're ready here we made it we made it we made it oh man uh it's great to have you here you know we're recording this monday december 18th um magic are not playing right now they just they're they just finished playing they're on their way they're home now after playing two two games in a row in boston on friday and saturday not the outcomes we wanted but we knew it was going to be a tough matchup going into that but dante before we go into like the basketball of the team i want to like pull back a little bit and and talk to you you you're doing some cool things this year some things that you haven't done for the large team at this level in the long term or you know and to my experience right. ever, um, you know, you, you did it with Lakeland magic or at the time. And, and now we're, are doing some things. And what basically what I'm saying is you're calling play by play, man. And it's really cool. And it's really fun to hear. Um, obviously, you know, you're filling in some big shoes with David cool. Steele, and, and it makes sense that, you know, he might be transitioning to a different phase of life, um, you know, at some point in the next couple of seasons, but but you're jumping in, you're filling in, you're you're taking on this role at such a big level, and you just got to call some pretty cool games in an area that you're very familiar with and grew up. Mm -hmm. Let's let, uh, before we talk about this weekend particularly, how do you how are you feeling about coming in as a play-by-play -play announcer now and and kind of transitioning from you know sideline and 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 pre and pro pre post and halftime analyst to to now calling the play-by-play? -play? How is that going? For well, it's been a transition. Uh, there's no question about it. But it's uh, you know ultimately that's that's what I would love to do. You know, one day is to have have the opportunity to to call games for this team. And you know, this year the the opportunity came to 
to do about 25 games. So it'll be about, I think I've done six now, so it'll be 25 games. And it, you know, it just, it, it allows David to not have to travel so much. And again, this is, this is totally his decision. This has nothing sure. to do with anything else. And then it's an opportunity to kind of lighten the load for him travel-wise. He still does all the home games, and then he'll do the important games as on the road as the season kind of winds down, and hopefully we're making that big playoff push. So uh, this is just kind of kind of his design, which which is great, and kind of a, the, the blueprint and the, and the map uh, that he laid out for us, and it's a great opportunity. So, I, I, and again, there are no bigger shoes, in my opinion, uh, to fill than David Steele. And and I, I am not David Steele. I can't be David Steele, and I and I wouldn't <laughs> wouldn't even try uh, because he, he he's so good at this. So I, I kind of try to carve my own path and try to do it my own way and try to have fun with it too. And in the meantime, soliciting as much possible advice as I can uh, from David Steele uh, here the last couple of months. And he's been awesome. He's been awesome and filling me in and helping me out with things along the way. So it's been a goal. Uh, growing up in Boston, Massachusetts, Mike Gorman was the guy that I would listen to on the telecast and, and watch. And then it was Johnny Most on the radio broadcast, uh, Boston Celtics legend. And, and then it was Joe Castiglione on the radio covering the Red Sox, right? So it was those three uh, that, that I listened to my whole life as a kid. And and I always thought to myself, if I could ever be in a position to do that, I can't imagine anything more fun. And so that's kind of what everything has been building towards uh, here the last 15, 20 years. And listen, I got a job as a, I got a job with the Magic as a radio intern. And eventually I got a radio show. And I thought if I could just have if I if I keep this radio show for the rest of my life, I'm as happy as can be. Sure. And I thought that'd be great. And maybe be involved in the radio broadcast. That'd be awesome. And then it became television. And I said, oh, my gosh, if I could do pregame and postgame for the rest of my life, I am totally fine. This is a blast to do this. And now it's like, hey, if, if I can do uh, whatever the hybrid looks like, and, and can, then I, I am, I'm just happy as can be. So it's a great opportunity. I'm very appreciative to, you know, to David, to Ty Easton, our producer, Alex Martins, the CEO, everybody involved, Bally Sports Florida. And it's just been fun. It's been a blast, and I'm learning a lot along the way. And, and just, But in the meantime, just trying to keep the car on the road. <laughs> oh, sure. No, you, Until David comes back on Wednesday. You're doing a great job. Um, and and it's, it's interesting, right? You know, like David's the GOAT for Magic Broadcast. Sure. He's, yeah, he, it's really hard to compete with, with what he does, but it's not really competing, right? It's just, it's just evolve, evolution and evolving and, and everyone at some point retires or wants to retire, right? And, and I'm not going to speculate on, on how long, much longer David's going to do this, but at some point, well, you know. And, and let me set the record straight. I hope he does it for 20 more years. I really I, do. I, I want him too. to do He's it as great. long as he, as long as he wants. And, and, oh, absolutely. and you're, you're exactly right. You're exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. You're it, it, absolutely. I mean, David, David's great. And he, he should have all the time in the world to decide when mm -hmm. he wants to hang it up. But, uh, and hopefully that's not anytime soon, but I think, the way the magic and you and him are, are balancing this transition and this, this time, even if it's just this year and things look different next year, like right, it's phenomenal. Right. It's, it's, it's really cool. It's really phenomenal. And uh, you know, as a fan, I'm also like, I'm like, man, this is cool. Like I get to see Dante grow a little bit more and we've <laughs> watched you grow a lot over the last couple yeah. of, you know, over the years, you know, cause I've watched you from just sideline to then let's do, right. you know, the morning and after I even, you know, even just like the radio shows back in the day. So it's fun to watch you continue to to take your steps well, I appreciate it. Um, while also still being blessed to have David around, which has been really fun on the technical side of it. Right. You know, there's, there is a difference. Like you're having to view and watch the game a different way. And, and it's more, I mean, you're saying exactly what you're seeing. How, 
have you had to adjust the way you prep for a game um, for these types of situations versus when you are back into your, your more traditional role of, you know, pre post halftime yeah. analysts, you know, sometimes mid game um, conversations and stuff like that. How have you had to grow as an individual to, to get to this spot that you're doing so well? Well, it's been eye-opening. There's no question about that. And, and the other guy I need to mention is Jeff Turner. I mean, there's nobody better. I mean, he makes it so easy to just sit there and be able to call the game with him. And it, and ideally, when you're, you know, when I listen to David and Jeff, it's like two buddies just hanging out, reacting to a game. And that's what they want. And I think that's a, the ultimate compliment. And that's what I'm hoping fans will take away when they listen to Jeff and I, because we have a great rapport as well and a great friendship. And then I hope that's what comes across when when they listen to Jeff and I um, as well, but it's different, man. Oh my God. I mean, I, I mean, I pride myself on my prep anyway, and I do deep dives, whether no matter what role it is, if I'm coming on doing a one minute piece, I, I'm going to be ready for it. Right. Like that's what I, that's how I feel. Sure. I, I want to be as prepared as possible. So whatever the role is, I, I put a lot into it, reading stories, reading articles, getting my hands on it, on as much as I can, as far as that goes, but also you know, whatever numbers I'm intrigued by or trends or whatever, then I'll do my own deep dives and try to figure out, you know, who's been, what do the numbers look like in December? What do they look like at home, on the road? What does it look like, these combinations, these three guys playing together, whatever whatever the situation may be. So I put a lot into the pre and, pre and prep, but now it's a, it's a situation of when I go into a pregame show, we map out what we're going to talk about, right? So here's the three things that we're going to talk about in segment one. Here's what we're going to talk about this. And then the rest of it is reacting, right? So it, so during the first half, I'm making notes and keeping trends and things like that. And, and we discuss that at halftime, and we it's, and then it's a recap. And that's where your analyst is huge. And then you go to the postgame show, and you're recapping. You know, you're, you're just reacting to what happened in the postgame show. This you have to be ready for absolutely everything, right? You have to be ready for Namias Kata to get in there, who's played 23 NBA games in his, in his career. And what if he goes for 20 and 10? What if he gets a triple-double? What if he, you know, and so that that to me is where, in addition to knowing as much as you can about all 17 guys on the roster and all 14 that are going to be active, if they get in, if there's an injury, if there's free, so a lot of it you're never even going to use. Uh, most of the prep that you put in, you can't even get in. Uh, and then, you know, if you have these numbers on a guy that, you you know if he if he's playing well you want to work that in and then if the guy ends up not playing well you can't use that either so it's it's a it's a game you're, you're trying to be prepared for every possible situation and that's why I marvel at David because I, I not only does he call the game better than anybody but he is prepared I mean there's nothing that can happen throughout the course of a game that he's not ready for it, and it's amazing to me so I try to mimic that certainly on on the preparation side what could happen what. What are the things that could happen? And, and I don't want to, you know, I, I don't want to be ready for it. You know, so I, I think that's, uh, and you know what, you know, Stephen, we, we follow the game, we watch it, we, we're up on the NBA anyway. So very little is going to catch you off guard and you pretty well know who everybody is on the roster. But now the rosters have gone to 17 and there's two way guys that you don't know a whole lot about until you totally. see that team that night. Right. So that can sneak up on you. And, and so you just got to try to be prepared. And now, when a, when a play happens or if whether it's good or bad, you know, I have time to process it all before I go to the postgame show. Now you're processing it on the fly. You know what I mean? So if so the excitement of a shot, and I, and I think if nothing else, hopefully fans can feel the excitement that I have getting to do that game because I, 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 I am over the top elated to have the opportunity, and I hope that comes across. 
And then it's, you know, and then if, if you're struggling, you got to make sure you're not too down. So I, I think it's it's reacting on the fly and, you know, being a professional and, and, and trying to get through it. There's a lot that happens. But uh, anyway, you just trying to navigate all those waters. It's uncharted territory for me, and I'm just having a blast with it. I tell you what, you're you're doing a great job. There's it's well, thank there, you. There was there was one of the first times I heard it. I was like, is Dante a better play by play guy than he is on post? You know, on an analyst guy, and you're already <laughs> great at analyst. So I'm just like, I don't know. It just felt very natural for me to hear you step into this voice, and you know, well, hopefully, not... Stephen. If thank you, and that means, and I can't tell oh, you sure. much. I appreciate that. That means a lot. But hopefully, there's a, if nothing else, it's a familiar voice, right? Yeah. From from mm-hmm. hopefully with my time here with Orlando. And my knowledge of the history of the organization, hopefully that right. helps in the transition, you know, for, for Magic fans listening to someone new. It's not someone coming from another market that doesn't exactly. understand the, right, the history of the team. Hopefully that helps a little too. It's, it's, not a, it's not a brand new voice, and I think that also helps a lot, uh, does. Now, Dante, um, you know, this weekend was pretty big for you, right? You know, you're, no, there's no holding back. You, you are from, the, like, the Northeast New England area. You know, you grew up. Watching the Boston Celtics, New England, New England Patriots. Um, you had a post this this after or yesterday um, with you standing next to a man you mentioned earlier, Mike Goodman or Gorman, sorry, um, right. and that it was like such a, a a full circle moment for you right there. Um, let's talk a little bit about this weekend. You're you know you're in Boston. You're you're calling a game against you know a team you watched growing up. Um, you know obviously you're an Orlando Magic person through and through but there's no lie the boston celtics have a special place in your heart too sure um how did how did this weekend really feel for you um you know just like leading up to it in the moment sitting in the garden doing it and then you know a moment like that meeting uh you know someone you watched and you know and and probably took notes of as as you transition to where you're at now well it was and i've known mike for a little bit i i I got to meet him several years ago and i've told him and and he's always so gracious and he comes up and says hello and we always have a conversation of some kind, but uh, but but this was the first time I called a game like he does, right? So he's calling it for Boston, and then I'm in the building. I've been in the building and done broadcast before, but uh, to call it was just a different. It was just a different. Yeah. It was just surreal, and you know, and my dad who passed in June. I grew up with him taking me to games, you know, and, yeah. and we would go to games and sit behind poles, obstructed views, just to be in the building. And those were the great Celtics teams of the '80s with Larry Bird and all them. And those are the games that, you know, that I, that I first heard Mike Gorman call. And that was an absolute blast uh, to, to get to do that. And so that was kind of surreal too, right? So knowing that sure. he's kind of watching down, and I, I certainly know that he got a kick out of it. My wife and daughters were in the building. My best friend and some other friends that I grew up with uh, in, in Boston were in the building. So it, it just kind of all came together. It was this full circle moment. And, and, I'm, and I'm calling the game, and it, there was a couple of times during the game, you know, dead ball or whatever. I'm looking across, and there he is. And it was just everybody has their people that they look up to in whatever arena it is, right? Where you, you have your idols, you have your heroes, and, and you have your – and hopefully at some point everybody gets to have a full circle moment like that, and I, I didn't know what to make of it. It just it just kind of hit me as I was leaving the game yesterday. <laughs> and this is this is pretty cool to grow up here listening to this guy, and then to get in this seat to call this game. Even if they say, "Hey, you know what? We don't want you doing play by play, and you're never going to do it again." I, I got to do that, right? I got to <laughs> I got sure. to have that moment. And these jobs, man, like these, there's thirty of them. There's yeah. thirty nba play-by-play guys these these guys are like supreme court justices they get these positions and they keep them forever right i mean and that's that's the that's the honor that they have by having won this 
you know, this, this, this prestigious position. And then, and then it's it, it, so much fun on top of it that, that they, a lot of these guys tend to do it as long as they can. And, and I think, so I think that's cool. So anyway, it all kind of, it all kind of hit me that, man, this is, this is kind of fun to have had this opportunity to do this in this building. So, and, you know, no allegiance to Boston anymore. You know, I, I always have a, a special place in my heart. And, sure. Uh, but, you know, when you come down here and, and get to Orlando and now working with this organization, it, it's certainly all magic now. But those 80s teams um, in, in, in early 90s, mid 90s as well, to some extent, certainly are always going to have a big place in my heart. No question yeah. about it. And I don't think anyone would blame you for for having having those sure. thoughts and, and emotions either. You know, it's 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 hard to. I, I live in the Bay. I, I like the Warriors to an extent, but yeah, they're never sure. going to replace the the, the Orlando mm-hmm. Magic. You know, but it's also going to be hard to ever take away the feelings I've had the last you know nine years. Experience the run that the Warriors have had out oh, here, yeah. and, and and living in the city out here. So no, nothing wrong with I'll that. But it. Stephen, I, but I'll say this: like if the, if if Sunday if the Celtics had signed Robert Parrish, Larry Bird, and Kevin McHale, it would have been hard. That would have been very hard for me. <laughs> I imagine. If, the, I imagine. if those two guys came would, out there. That, that right? seemed like I, a long shot. But, but, I think we're safe. Know, it's, I think we're possible. safe that that wouldn't happen. That's probably yeah. what it would take. But uh, <laughs> And even then, I, I think I would be fine cheering for the Magic instead. But <laughs> that's, that's what it would take, something sure. like that. Sure, yeah, for sure. Um, well, Dante, I, I've, I've really enjoyed um, you know this transition that you're in, and I can't wait to continue to hear you call games the rest of the season as, you. as your number gets called for that. Um, you know, going to continue to cherish every moment of David Steele over, you know, this season and how, whatever his long-term future looks like. But, uh, you know, it, it's cool that as fans, um, you know, it's the same core of, of this team. There's been some rotation yeah. here and there with some sideline help with, you know, uh, you know, Kendra, who's new to the team, doing a great job and some people in the past, but it's like, you know, you and, and David and Jeff, it's like, you know, I, I I thought about asking a question about like how how did you and Jeff like chemistry wise like like start, but I'm like that I don't need to ask that question. You guys have been friends and colleagues right. and coworkers for ever, and you know they're, they're the chemistry probably you probably didn't really have to have a conversation about. It. You just stepped in and and, and did the thing, and well, it probably happened more organically than than I imagined. Yes, and, and you know, and real quick, just to that point, we've done sure. this together for years, and I've been traveling with the team probably since 2010, 11. Uh, in the last couple of years, I didn't because of COVID, but sure. Um, and it's you, you go to lunches together, you go to dinners together, you're telling stories on the plane, we're sitting on buses, we're waiting in hotel lobbies at 3 a.m. for our bags and elevators, and I mean, there are so much time together. And we genuinely enjoy each other. Like I, I have an yeah. absolute blast spending time with Jeff and David, and we talk about our families and you know life stories and things like that. We, we when we are not doing the game, we're very seldom talking about about basketball. I mean, we do, but uh, there's so much other stuff that's happening. So we we do we we genuinely enjoy each other. And I, you know, there are other broadcasts that have that as well. Sure, uh, but I don't know to this extent really. You know, and, yeah. I, and I think that's what I think that's what makes it special. You know, all, all the time that we spend together and how much we truly enjoy each other. I mean, you even add in the 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 the, the rest of the crew, you know, behind the scenes, you know, George and and um, Joel. Which I'm not a big you fan know, of George. That, that yeah. I draw the line at. That I'll draw the line. <laughs> OK, we, <laughs> we pause it there. But, no, but he's there, it, too. And our, you're right. Yeah. And our producer, our producer, Ty Eastham. And, totally. you know, and there's a there's a lot. No, Kendra, you're right. Kendra's been a fantastic addition. I think she's yeah. doing a terrific job. I think Ryan's doing a great job in the studio. Oh, Ryan Bass. 
you know, and our analysts that that come along and we, and we got so many. I mean, I, I enjoy the heck out of working with uh, Quentin and Brian and Bo and Nick and, you know, and all those guys that you know, we were so blessed with the, yeah. with the talent that's here. But uh, yeah, you're right. It's it's there, there's such a Greg Hartung, our director, does a great job. Derek Futes, Nate Baker. I mean, there, there's so many. So many talented people that are a part of this thing that and that that I'm telling you, it, it is it is there's so much talent behind the scenes. You're exactly right. That's what makes it so much fun. Totally. Now, question, and then we'll transition to the to the team. But one last thought, do you and like but going into the season before you and Jeff called a game live together? Did you like do a practice game together? Like, was there any prep or was it just like, all right? let's go Dante, you know, first game, let's, let's, let's just see what happens. Like how, was there any pre-prep before or was it just no, like, you know what? There was loaded. Let's go. Yeah, there was, well, we, you know, we've worked together in the past. There, there was an instance, I'm going to say four or five years ago where David had to miss a few games. So we did a few games there. Sure. Um, okay. And so that, that kind of, that kind of helped and we, we worked together, but I, I just think we have a natural chemistry. We've done a lot of radio shows together and, um, and radio broadcasts and, and podcasts together. I mean, I, so I think that when the opportunity came, you know, uh, before it was out of necessity, right? And then COVID happened and David had to miss more games. And uh, so I filled in then. Uh, so I, I we've had some practice runs here along yeah. the way. So I think there was, a, even though it was a tiny, tiny sample size, I think there was a little bit of a of a history and maybe a comfort level with, with some of those. But um, no, I, I think that was that that was kind of the, really just a, a really just a kind of a handful of, of opportunities there before and and you know we we, we discussed that and said well maybe we'll, we'll get some practice and um and we just you know because of the chemistry that we have it, it just kind of worked out the way that it did that makes sense that makes sense um well man you keep going uh we love it we're we're here for it um you know and and we're gonna continue well, to trust david every every moment we can while until you know until that looks whatever that looks like but um uh, yeah, just David's to let you fine. Know. David's doing it's, great. He's just he's, enjoying, you know, he's just enjoying it kind of this way, and it gives him an opportunity great. to kind of do other things throughout the course of the season, which is great. And he certainly earned yeah. that. Well, now let's let's talk about some some basketball stuff for a moment. All right, um, this team has been so fun this season. They are, you know, they're they're sitting sixteen and nine right now. Couple couple rough games, um, but sure. but sixteen and nine, fourth fourth seed in the East. Um, what's been one of the bigger surprises for you, um, for this team that you weren't expecting, right? Like we kind of all knew that, that Paulo and Franz would, would take a step, right. As, as organic as, as development of players of their caliber do, but what has been something that you didn't expect that would, that would happen so far? Good or good or not so fun. Well, how about Anthony Black and Goga Batazic? Right. Yeah. I don't think we expected that. I, I think that was something that, you know, when, when two starters go down, you know, that that's been that we were expecting. Right. This team has been so injury riddled the last the last three years that you can almost bank on somebody getting hurt at some point. Sure. Uh, we started completely healthy at the beginning of the season and then that lasted five games. Right. And then two guys go down and, and they've been out the last 16, 17 games here of the season. So you know, you got a rookie and uh, a third string center that were not going to be part of the rotation when the season started. And now they're thrust into starter minutes. And there was absolutely no way to foresee that you were going to rattle off a nine game winning streak and, and have one of the best home records in the NBA. That, that to me 
was a huge surprise. And it's not like totally. Anthony Black was getting you 15 points a game and Goga Bataze was 18 and 12. You know what I mean? They, they, they've had big games, but they've done their role. They've done their role perfectly, filling in and, and helping out around Paolo and Franz. And, and you're right, Paolo has had big games, and he has had big moments where he said, this is my time to go get us a basket. This is my time to go win the game. That's been a that that's been a great uh, a fun thing to see to watch his evolution from last year to this year finding out when to attack and when to control and dominate the game and then he's got two game winners and and that's something that was you know that he's been able to add to his resume I don't think you know until the last couple of games we've kind of taken a little bit of a hit um, as teams prepare a little bit better for the Orlando Magic but I don't think we thought we'd have the best bench in the NBA we knew we were deep we knew we were talented. But I don't totally. think we thought we'd have the highest scoring bench in the NBA after 20 games of the season it, it, with with two bench players being taken off and put in the starting lineup. And now you're going even deeper into your bench. So I think that was a huge revelation. Uh, the, the development of Jalen Suggs and what he means defensively and keeping him on the floor, that's been huge. Um, and, you know, and then Franz has had his moments where he's taken over one basketball games, three straight 30 games, 30-point uh, game performances for, for Franz. And then Cole Anthony, you know, one of the best players in the NBA off the bench. So I think you really, it's the whole package. There, there are multiple things that I think you thought if this does happen, this would be great. But I don't think you expected all those to come together like they have. And and, and Joe Ingles, you know, I, I don't think there's, you know, didn't have Joe Ingles in Boston and you could tell what he yeah. means to that second unit. He just has a perfect way of setting everybody up. So uh, there's been multiple multiple things Stephen, and i'm sorry sorry if you said one or two but no, uh, fine, those are all the things that kind of caught me off guard I, I don't think we expected all those things to happen in the first 25 games of the season yeah we hit the perfect storm in all the right ways so far right yes, you know yes, outside exactly. of some injuries you know we obviously you know we, we we can even talk about this for a second we need wendell carter and, and markel fultz back um you know they definitely are key contributors to this team and i think watching a game like yesterday and and and, and friday it's pretty clear that as great as Anthony Black and, and Goga have been, that that you need to get Wendell and, and Fultz back on the floor, yeah. and it, and and they're close. But but you're right, we really hit the perfect storm with with the right players hitting the right steps, adding the the right um, rotation players with like you know Joe Ingles really balancing things yeah. out, Coach Mosley even taking a step in and and how he's coaching the team and growing as a young professional because. We often don't talk about coaches and their growth, you know, and, and he's someone sure. who you've he's seen some growth happen the, over the last three years, which has been really cool. Um, but but let's pause for a second. Let's talk about this weekend. You know, I think more than ever, we, we saw this team play really good, particularly, um, you know, during like the first and third quarter of last night's game. Um, but then we saw areas where it's like, man, they're, they're, they're just how do you compete with this Boston lineup, right? You know, I'm, I'm no disrespect to our guys, but I'm watching a lineup last night of, of Derek White, Drew Holiday, um, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, and Kristaps Porzingis. And I'm like, wow, that's, that's incredible. How do you, how do you even like, who goes up against that? And then we mentioned, we, we have Goga and Anthony Black and, and no disrespect to them. They've done phenomenal. But when you, when you look at a lineup like that, and then who's top of the East for a reason, and then and then you see, you know, a little bit of our depth issues with two ha having two starters out. That's when it's like, man, you kind of need those guys come back, and it seems like they're coming back soon. What's what do you think will be impact? How do you think, you know, 
We'll start with Wendell. How do you think he's immediately going to relieve this team a little bit um, when it comes to high-pressure games like this weekend? Well, I think, in, in honestly, in all respect to this, to this, uh, you know, Magic team, I, I don't know that anybody was going to beat Boston this weekend the way they played. That's fair. Th- that's no knock on on Orlando. I mean, they were focused. They had, they have other aspirations. They want to win a championship yesterday, right? They they are not messing around. They're they're designed to do that. Uh, they were fully healthy yesterday. They had everybody available. That building is insane. They haven't lost there since March uh, of last year, right? So twenty one straight Crazy. wins. Uh, it doesn't matter if the 95 Bulls were pulling into that building. The way Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum started that fourth quarter, I don't think – I mean, and there were some terrific defensive sequences, and Brown couldn't miss. I mean, and they're, they're, listen, there were plenty of mistakes along the way, and Paulo said sure. it after the game. We've got a lot of work to do. Uh, but I don't think anybody was going to beat Boston. Nobody has at home this year. So there's no shame in losing to the Celtics at home this year. Because everybody has, right? So I think it's just unfortunate the timing of it. But thankfully, you've built up enough of a cushion, uh, right? With that, you at the time you're nine games right. over five hundred. You're still seven over five hundred, and that's why Wednesday is critical. That's why Friday, Saturday at Indiana is critical. You got to, you got to, you got to get back and build as big of a cushion as you can. So I think when you get Wendell back, I think what's going to help you is is defensive rebounding. I think he's going to dig out big rebounds late in games, right? That's going to be huge. And Goga's done a phenomenal job of that i mean that entire first game in boston our only offense was throw it off the rim miss and let goga go get it exactly <laughs> been, i mean he's been phenomenal he's, he's a great right offensive, offensive rebounder oh he's a great offensive rebounder but i think having wendell back he's a lob option he sets great screens right he frees people up he's always in the top 10 in screen assists every year and he's a guy that can that can knock down a three. You know, we're not asking Goga to do that. Wendell can be a stretch five. He can go out and knock down a three in the corner. He's got a pull-up game. He's got a mid-range game. Uh, and, he, and he's one of, and he's, he's one of, if not our best defensive big. So I, I think that's what you get in Wendell, probably the most underrated big in the NBA. Um, and then when you go to Markell, you know, we, we are asking an awful lot of, uh, of Wendell and Franz at times against these very good defensive teams to go create, and they're make they're they're not letting us right. So Markell's a guy that can get anywhere he wants. He can get into the paint, he can get to the rim, and he can facilitate for everybody else on the team. So I think when you get him back, that's a guy that you know opposing defenses can't keep out of the paint, and he's going to free I think everybody else up. And I think you're going to see him get back to kind of playing the the way that they want to play. But you know. The better defensive teams are, are not letting us get in the paint and get to the basket, so we got to find other ways to beat them. And that's the beauty of Coach Mosley. He will. He'll address that. And they'll work on it. And they'll they'll look completely different on Wednesday. Uh, and even that being said, as good as Boston looked, you're down six with ten minutes to go in the fourth quarter, right? In Boston, in that hostile environment, uh, it, it just took an otherworldly performance from Jalen Brown to put you away. Otherwise, that could have been a different outcome. Yeah, I mean, the the team definitely had some moments there where they could have gone on a little run, had a couple more stops, and, and the, these games would have been much closer, particularly, you know, last night's game. Um, and, and you're right. This is a juggernaut of a team that, that the Magic went up. But there's definitely no shame. I think the only downside to losing these games is you got Eddie House in the mentions of of Magic Twitter, <laughs> so which is which is just entertaining to see, in my opinion. Uh, but no, definitely like I, I was now talking listen, with Now listen, I, Eddie House is, yeah, and, and I went on their pregame show uh, in Boston and I, I, I didn't think they were going to bring that up, but they don't seem to be able to let that go. So uh, that so so there it was. But listen, 
I don't know why it matters so much to him to stir this whole thing up. It, it shouldn't matter. I mean, he, he should be it. enjoying the team that he has with the best record in the NBA. Just cover that team. I mean, we his comments, if, if it comes to comments from a Boston Celtic, I think all of us prefer the comments from Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce. Right, I think we'll take those comments if we're if we're gonna and, and if it doesn't come from those two guys, I don't think we need to listen to it. And quite honestly, because I, I, I tend opinion, to agree. What Eddie's doing is not analysis. He's just taking cheap shots at at an organization that he knows nothing about. And, and, and even, so, so you just move on from there. It's funny. He, uh, I don't want to really spend too much more time on him, but but you know you don't. He doesn't do anything on Twitter except when you go back and look at his. His his post it's it's all comments on Magic fans and so it's just but like I, but to me just leave it alone here, don't, don't give on. the time of day like we yeah. should not be Magic fans I would ask to not take the bait like just let yeah. it go let it He's go bait. let's take the high road and let's let's hope we see him in the postseason I think that'd be fun and let's let's worry about what we do here we're not wired that way you know if he wants to get into all that that's fine we'll we'll let our we'll let our play do the talking and and our good friend Ray Alston. now do you feel that you know like Cole Anthony a while back on a podcast mentioned that that uh you know Eddie was part of their motivation. Do you do you think that's a little misguided that he also and the players also should be like focusing on the team and not the players um with with their motivation of beating them or or do you think really that's just like out of context and yeah there's a little beef there but it's it's you know they're 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 not really using that as motivation. I think there, I, I think it was something I think it was definitely a factor last year. I don't think it yeah. meant anything this year. I, I think like, throughout the course of an eighty two game season if you can find a little something to get some extra motivation, I think you'll take it. And that's sure. what I told Eddie. I said, you know that. If you can find a way to get a little extra motivation, you're going to do that. And and that's, so I think that's what they did last year. It definitely meant something. They all tweeted the Rafer Alston slap after the game. So, so clearly, funny. clearly it meant something to them, right, to last year. Yeah. But I've heard zero talk of it this year. So that certainly was not a factor this year. Uh, if anything, you know, the, the magic really – badly wanted to go there and keep up this run i mean they've had a great run against boston and i think boston had you know they had never had they they it's it's been i don't know how many years since they had a, a perfect homestand like they had uh of you know this this last four game homestand and they wanted to keep that going um and, and they just meant business they they were tired of hearing about orlando and they put their foot down and we i'm telling you we just ran into a buzzsaw now we could have we could have played better and affected the outcome, no question about it. But I, I think they were motivated. They were highly motivated uh, to, to not let Orlando win one of those games, in, in addition to this great run they have here at home. So I don't think any of that other stuff mattered at all. If anything, yeah. uh, I think they'll I think they're gonna be a little hungry and a little extra motivated going into this game on Wednesday. No, that 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 makes sense. That makes lots of sense. Um now I, I want to transition to looking ahead, right? You know, we had our fun moment with Eddie House, but it's it's time to, time to like you said, stop for, stop letting him yeah. be in our headspace. You know, stop and, taking the bait. Let's go. And coming up, we have we have some heater of a schedule, you know, to kind of wrap up, um, you know, the, the this month in December and going into January is really tough. Um, we have. I'm, I got the schedule up right now. We have one, two, it looks like possibly like five to six game matchups to the end of January for teams that are under 500 right now. So it's a tough stretch. You know, we're, we're playing teams like the Bucks, the 76ers, the Suns, the Kings, Nuggets, um, 
the heat, the thunder. It's, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a gauntlet. And then there's a couple of teams that are under 500, like the Hawks. And they're, they're a frisky team. They got Trey Young, the Deontay Murray, who are both excellent guards. Um, You know, they'll, they're, they're, they're an up and down team, but they're, they're a dangerous team. What do you think is going to be the key for this magic team to, to show during this really important stretch, in my opinion, that that could make or break this season for what we want to have them be as a as a playoff team, not a play-in team, but a playoff team. I think this stretch is what's going to really be important for them. What's a couple key things they have to do to be able to survive this stretch and be you know 500 or better through this run? Well, I think this is their first real sign of adversity, right? Because you're gonna you you have there there is a stretch of 12 games where only one team is under 500 and that yeah. one team is Golden State and you're playing them in their building. And that never yeah. feels like an under, if you have Steph Curry, it never feels like an under 500 team. So this is, this is a true test if there ever was one. And if you can come through these, you know, call it 20 games, 500, you will be jumping for joy. I, I think that's, that's what, it, that's what it would, you know, if you're able to do that, cause it sets up nicely with an eight game homestand in March and totally. you're, you're pretty home heavy the that second half of the season but it's 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 very tricky you know that that miami okc back-to-back is miserable i mean to it's have tough. to go to those two teams uh back-to-back so i listen you you can't worry about the opponent you can't worry about two you know two three games down the road you got to worry about the team in front of you and what's the plan to 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 put that team away that night and i think that they're it's not going to happen if you don't commit like you did defensively the first 20 games of the season this team has to be a team that wins every night, stays in every game because of the way they defend. And and that's what allowed them to get out to a 16 and 7 start. And you can't get away from that. And we saw it for a ton, you know, we saw it a, a lot in Boston over the weekend, but you've got to get back to that. If that's your base, that's sustainable. The way they defend, they should be in every game every night. And then, you know, some nights you're going to have nights where you're completely, where you make a ton of shots and, and you'll win those games uh, that you have those nights. And some nights it'll be tougher and you'll have to get to the line. You'll have to uh, score in the paint. So every night will be different. Uh, but if you defend, you can be in every game, every single night. Totally. I think that's going to be key. And, and they once they own that and, and continue to play like a top three defensive team in the NBA, then they can they truly feel they can beat anybody any night. And that's what it takes. And, you know, some nights, you know, teams that we think are good now might have an injury or, or might rest a guy or, you know, might go through a little downturn of their own and you might catch that team at the right time. So uh, each game is different. And though it looks like a gauntlet now, and it is, you know, you, you might get some luck along the way and you're going to start getting healthy, but you, you have to take pride in your defense and do what you do. And I think if you do that, you can sustain that. And that's, you know, you can win any night. Well, and a lot of this team's offense comes from good defense, right? You know, we, when we struggle offensively, it's also when the defense is not on, at its full strength and, and, and performing the way it should be. So, you, you know, you're absolutely right. In order for us to, to, to sustain some good, some good wins throughout this stretch, you know, top three defense because that's going to get the offense where it needs to be scoring in transition being aggressive uh driving to the paint um you know and 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 you know forcing forcing turnovers and, and scoring points off turnovers and so it's like we we have to be that top three like you were mentioning and and i and i fully believe that's possible they can mm-hmm. as long yeah. as some health is on our side and as long as we get some you know some uh, injured players back and and hopefully the transition of them integrating back into the into the lineup doesn't doesn't you know shake the boat too much you know and so i'm looking forward to it i think we have like this is a really good situation for the magic in my opinion you know like this season as much as we want to make the playoffs and make a good run 
The most important thing about this season is learning how to win tough games, tough stretches. So as this team continues to develop throughout the next couple of years, they they're in that. So they they know they don't have to go through it anymore. Like they're they're here and they're ready for it. And I'm looking forward to it. We're going to learn a ton about this team over the next you know 15, 20 games and, and yes, how we they go. Yes, um, we will. And it's going to be, be a blast. Well, Dante, um, we've been running for like almost 40 minutes now. Uh, I just want to say thank you for taking your time out of your day to, to you know, on an off day. I'm assuming it's an off day and you don't have too much work to do today, um, you know, to chat with me. And um, one last thing before we go, Amway is no more. We get a new arena name in, in the next few. You got any predictions on, on who it's going to be? What, what, we, we, what, what's, what do we got here? Zero chance, zero chance. I'm gonna, and they they don't tell people like me. I'm the last one to find these kind of things out. So I'm gonna sit there on Wednesday morning like everybody else, uh, and be excited to to find out what our new home is gonna be named. I'm I'm pretty excited, and um, you know, and and, and let's go. Let let's that that coming at a good time. Best home team in the NBA, one of them. Yes, sir. And uh, yeah, but I it, I'll, I'll be curious to know like everybody else here come come Wednesday. Hey, I imagine the team's record and how they're playing at home has allowed them to have some good negotiations with whatever potential sponsors out there want to join us. So I'm psyched on that. So, all right, Dante. Well, I appreciate you joining the show. Um, We'll catch you on air and, uh, you know, hopefully we'll get you back on the, on the show later this season. So thank you so much. Guys, I always appreciate the support from you, Magic HQ and everybody. So thank you, Steven. And uh, keep up the great work, and, and we'll be in touch, okay? And if I can do anything to help in the future, please let me know. But but thank you for uh, thank you for all the support along the way. Great Magic fans, great coverage, and, and we'll be in touch throughout the year. Let's have a great season. Yes, sir. All right, Magic fans, thanks for tuning in. Let's go, Magic. Peace. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.